In today's episode of Healthy Teacher, Happy Teacher, we are going to talk about five things you can do each day to make your teacher life better because I think we all really need that about now, right? (laughs) All right, let's get on with this fantastic show. Are you feeling a little burnt out and exhausted this school year? Healthy Teacher, Happy Teacher podcast is here to get you through the hard weeks. We will be tackling tough topics while addressing self-care tips and tricks to help you live your best life. I'm your host, Jessica Martin, a coffee-drinking teacher and tech coach working on my own health journey as I pursue happiness in my teacher life. I am so happy you're here with me today, and I can't wait to share all the things with you. Let's get on with the show. And just like that, we're in episode 62 of Healthy Teacher, Happy Teacher. I am your host, Jessica Martin. I go by the Whimsical Teacher Online, and I'm so happy to have you here today. I am kind of at the end of my spring break, so I'm feeling a little mopey. (laughs) Who wouldn't be, right? Spring break. It always goes by way too fast, right? Anyways, I am so happy and thankful that you are hanging out with me today. Uh, one of the nicest things you could do with me besides hanging out with me for this episode is to go leave me a review on my podcast. (laughs) I read my reviews. They're like little treasures left behind, little treasures of the past. And I can go in and read them. And it's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And there's a lot of positivity and a lot of things. I'm like, wow, I'm just putting this out into the world. and, And I'm actually... Uh, impacting people. So that's sort of cool. It's sort of cool to go back and read that people like the show. So anyway, if you if you have it in your heart, if you have any time, I'd appreciate a review. And yeah, let's get on with the show. This is episode 62. And I decided to title this episode five ways to change your teacher life or just like five things to do every day that might make a difference in your career or your day-to-day life. I think one of the most interesting questions, or not questions, but quotes I've ever read, it's about like how the the days are long, but years are short. And I, I've always taken that to heart. Like, wow, it, that's kind of true. Like the years just fly by, but each day we're just so absorbed with what's going on in that day. And I think this is a good reflection of your teacher career. Uh, and I, I've noticed a lot of my uh, colleagues, you know, they save pictures of past classes and, you know, that they just, the, the years go by so quick. And I truly believe in my heart that the only way to make your whole career worthwhile is to just start implementing things in your life that make each day really, really special. So here are five ideas for how to do that. And I listen to a lot of um, inspirational YouTube videos, and I've read a lot of books and just kind of pondered this question as like, what could you do each day at school to just make the job more enjoyable for yourself. Um, Because I feel like a lot of people, they're just so beat up from the demands, the lack of respect, dealing with people that aren't the best to deal with. (laughs) 
there's so many things about being a teacher that are really, really challenging and difficult. So what can you do? And I always tell people, like, there are a lot of things you can control. You can control a lot of elements of your environment. If you work for a corporation and you work in a little cubicle or you're working at home, sometimes there's not a lot you can control. But like in your classroom, there's a lot you have control over. And so it's always better to focus on what you can control than the things you can't. And that brings me to to, to um, tip number one for just how do you make those days grow into really great years? So you're looking back on your life and your career fondly and not like, oh, what did I do? <laughs> that was a bad choice, right? So the first tip I have is just to focus on your blessings over your problems and even making yourself a little post-it note, writing blessings and a line and then write problems underneath. Blessings should always be more important to your life than your problems. You should always be focusing on what you do have instead of what you don't have or things that you're not looking forward to. It's always better to focus on your blessings. Most people will say that when they focus on gratitude and the things in their lives um, and they and they really shine a light on the things they do have rather than the things they don't have, that things start getting better in the problem areas. It's very interesting. It's a little woo-woo, but it works. It works. So yeah, put up a little sign on your computer, blessings over problems or whatever you want to say, right? Gratitude over um, problems. <laughs> the, only, the only word I could think of is problems to go on the bottom, but there's a lot you could put on the top, right? Uh, positivity over problems, whatever, however you want to word it. But I think it's going to be a good reminder because as teachers, we just run into millions of little problems throughout the day. And it's really easy to let those problems like throw our whole day off and to focus on those instead of all the things we actually have. Okay, tip number two, focus on doing the small things right. I think so often in education, we have these giant roadblocks and they just feel, they, they, they feel impossible sometimes to get around, right? Like, for instance, for me, here are some of my roadblocks, parent-teacher conference week, you know, scheduling all those conferences, getting grading done and doing doing report cards and we have all these weird acronym reports here and I am not the best at pumping those out. So some of these just giant roadblocks, sometimes they get me so frustrated that I just don't want to focus on, like I can't focus on anything else except avoiding those responsibilities. <laughs> and I mean, I think it's just kind of my personality type, but one thing to do is just kind of make your list of th uh, make yourself a list of three little things, three small things that you know you can do right every day. It could be anything. It could be uh, remembering, you know, to take your vitamin before you go into work, or remembering a certain certain thing that you're supposed to take in the morning. It could be taking roll or greeting all the students. Or, I don't know, maybe there's some piece of paperwork that each day you need to do. Maybe it's a lunch count, right? And just focus on those doing those three small things right. And again, kind of like the blessings over problems, as you start focusing on your three small things, those will also sort of snowball into getting the bigger things done right. And if you don't do the bigger things, well, at least you can focus on your accomplishments, the three small things of the day.
And this sounded really silly to me, but I did try doing it and it, it, it made a big difference on my daily outlook. It was sort of like working out in the morning, which I don't really do right now. But it did make a huge difference on my day. And I had, again, on a little post-it note, I had the three small things I was going to do right every day and just to just focus on those three small things. All right. Number three, uh, this is a definitely a whimsical teacher one. And this is one I've talked about in different online conferences and I've made videos for people and I've done PD. And I always talk about how important it is to bring a, a weird passion of yours into the classroom, whether it's a hobby or a topic you just love to talk about. Obviously, it needs to be school appropriate. I was just thinking about how lately I've been watching murder shows. I'm like, how would I bring my murder shows into the classroom? Well, I know my buddy, one of my one of my frenzies, Ashley Bible, does a whole thing on like serial podcasts. I've never even listened to it. Like maybe that's where I could start with that. But like maybe bring a mystery in. Like I used to have this book called um, I think it was called Five Minute Mysteries. I love reading them to kids. Maybe that would sort of play off my whole like murder show vibe that I've had lately. I don't know. Just bring in a weird passion. For me personally, I bring in a lot of weird passions to make my environment seem not so um, rigid. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Like, because sometimes the school itself, uh, just the institution of school can just feel so you know, controlled. So many things out of our control. Sometimes it just feels like we're in this institution, right? It's easy to feel institutionalized even just kind of like going in these buildings every day. I've been in some real sad places where um, when I, w- I used to be a sub uh, for a few years and I, I, I went in and out of 30 to 40, maybe even 50 schools. And I mean, the cinder block walls and the, the prison style lunches and <laughs> Like they can kind of be like, you can let school sort of get to your head a little bit as not being the most positive place, right? That's why I think it's really important to bring in a weird passion. I brought in my Star Wars stuff. I I do like Star Wars, so I decorate my classroom in Star Wars stuff. Maybe some people bring in their favorite color. I've been in some classrooms that were like all purple, like all purple. And they remind me of Breaking Bad of the, the sister in Breaking Bad. Everything was purple at her house. Um, I had, I, I subbed in one classroom where the teacher was obsessed with Donny Osmond. All right. Kind of a, kind of a weirdo obsession to me anyway, but everything. She had Donny Osmond lunchboxes, Donny Osmond puzzles for the kids to do, Donny Osmond games. And the parents, they caught wind of how much she loved Donny Osmond and they actually arranged for her to meet Donny Osmond. This was a school with rather privileged students going there. It was, uh, I heard it was like the public school where all the plastic surgeons sent their kids. So they had a bit of money. They also bought her a car one year. And I was like, this is the school I should work at. (laughs) This is the school I should get a job at. But you know, I, and I was, I was pretty close to actually working there, but I got a, you know, I got a husband, blah, blah, blah. You know how that old story goes. But anyway, just bring whatever your weirdo passion is. And if you don't have one, um, you can always look up holiday of the day. It's one of my favorite things to do. Look up what the holiday of the day is. Um, They're usually non-secular. Secular? Did I say secular? Let's just pretend like I never said that word. (laughs) 
<laughs> but anyway, like you can just bring in something weird. One day I was just having a bad week and I was like, oh, I don't want to go to school. I'm not having fun. And I Googled the holiday of the day and it was uh, International Cereal Day. And I went and bought a few boxes of cereal, taped them on the board, did a bunch of stuff with cereal that day. Kids had such a blast. I mean, it just it just put a pep in my step. And, you know, sometimes you try something out and it bombs big time. But sometimes you try something out and it's one of those memorable days that just really make up a, a great part of your teaching career as a whole or it's something that you're going to do every day or every year or every month. So anyway, just an idea for you to bring in a weird passion. My next two, they kind of go hand in hand a little bit and they have to do with connecting with people. So the first one um, or, or my tip number four is to decide to help one student, like decide to really focus on one student of the day. Some people do like a mystery student of the day and they randomly choose a student. They put the student in an envelope and then they sort of like see how that student does throughout the day. They're kind of tracking that student, trying to help that student, observing the behavior of that student. And if the student is just really, you know, like they notice a lot of great things about them, sometimes they give them like, you know, some sort of intrinsic reward or something like, hey, guess what? You were my student of the day. And they take their name out of the envelope. And some people just, you know, I've heard of this other uh, plan where if you have a difficult student, the best thing to do is to spend three to five minutes having a meaningful one-on-one -on -one conversation with that student and a lot of their behaviors that might be bothering you uh, or other people could kind of dwindle a little bit because they're getting that one-on-one -on -one attention from the teacher. They're, they're building a relationship with the teacher. And, um, there's an actual, there's a term for this. I think, I think it was called like the three by three method or something where you take your, you, you take some students, like three students a week and you talk to each one, you find a way to talk to each one alone. Well, not necessarily alone, but you know, just one-on-one -on -one conversation with them for three minutes a day for three days a week. I can't remember where I heard that. It was probably Cult of Pedagogy. She has a lot of good stuff on her blog. Um, that's Jennifer Gonzalez's blog. But it, it kind of stuck with me. It's like, okay, so when I'm having a problem with a student or if I'm not having a problem with a student, if I just want to build a relationship with someone, it's just like in the real world. You have to actually talk to that person one-on-one -on -one and not like whole group, small group, or sort of like this teacher-directed initiative, right? Like, hey, you, you need to go do this, right? But like, you're really sitting and getting to know that person and trying to enjoy that person as their whole self. And that can be very important for developing relationships. Okay, frenzies, fifth and final tip for how to make your teacher life way more awesome. <laughs> So I'm sure it's already really awesome right now, right? <laughs> Anywho, this kind of piggybacks off the last idea to decide to help like one person a day in your class, have that one five-minute conversation, secret student of the day, the mystery person, right? Where you're just really, you're like, I'm going to help this one person with this one problem, or I'm going to pay special attention to this one person today. Um, 
it kind of it kind of goes hand in hand with the last tip, which is connecting with uh, one person on campus each day on at your school campus. Just a lot of people are great with that, and they have a lot of teacher friends, and they've made a lot of connections, and that's fantastic. But it really helps if you can go and connect with new people each day um, and just kind of like, you know, how well do you know the lunch ladies or the lunch mannies? <laughs> I was like, lunch ladies, what do they call the lunch, the lunch dudes, <laughs> the lunch people, the lunch helpers. <laughs> how well do you know the lunch people, the lunch staff? How well do you know the custodians and the office uh, staff, the admin even. I mean, just get to know people just like you would building those relationships with kids in your classroom and get to know, you know, what the kids like and, you know, their family situations and, you know, their favorite TV shows and, and books and movies, all that kind of stuff, like what the kids really want out of life. Do that with some of your coworkers as well. And remember, there's more than just teachers in most buildings just kind of connect with one person. Um, you know, you don't have to really do it each day, but I always try to make it a goal of connecting with like two new people a week. And sometimes it was an anonymous connection. I just leave a little note in someone's mailbox or I put a little chocolate in their mailbox, just something to make their day a little bit better. I did a lot of anonymous little, little deeds and, you know, and then sometimes I would make um, a concentrated effort to go and talk to someone and just ask them about their weekend or, you know, their kids or their pets. People love talking about their kids. They love talking about their pets. So if you ask either question, they will be like a floodgate to you wanting to tell you every little detail about their kids and their pets or both. They just love that. So yeah, just find something to connect on uh, with each person on your campus. And there's going to be some people that you don't really mesh well with, or they're kind of cranky and maybe they don't want to, they don't want to talk to you. But most people, if you ask them about themselves, they want to talk to you. I would say this is like, I've only gotten kind of snubbed maybe like 1% of the time, right? We're like, maybe they're just kind of a wackadoo at each school that's just like, no, I hate people caring about my life. Because teachers never really get asked about their life. Like they're just, they're the sage on the stage in the classroom. They're controlling, you know, the environment, the kids' behavior. They're in charge of everything. You know, they just don't really, I don't, I don't think that teachers are seen or even workers in a school building are really seen as individual, delightful little people running around just like students. Some schools have a great culture. And I'm at a school right now, there's a really cool culture, a really cool overall friendly vibe going on where, you know, people say hello to each other in the hall, smile, greet each other. I assume they're smiling. They have masks on. I'm just, I'm just going to assume. <laughs> but I mean, every school is different, you know, and sometimes you have to go out of your comfort zone and just strike up conversations with people ask them about their lives. I always find something interesting uh, from short five minute conversations. And, you know, some people just want to complain and they can be a bit unbearable to be around. But, you know, sometimes they're just so thankful to have that ear, someone listening to them instead of talking at them. I guess that's the point I'm trying to make is like, make an effort to listen to someone, an adult in your school building 
and not just always talk at them with like this problem or that problem or ask them a question or, you know, take, 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 try to find a way to, to give a little bit, even if that's just a listening ear or a little surprise or, I know some people, I, I noticed the workplace, um, a lot of workplaces, people are really great with the compliments, just like, oh, I, I love your shoes, I love your sweater, I love your hair, you know, love what you did over there, you know, those are really nice. But what I find is that people would rather you ask them about their life and, you know, what what they have going on with their life. They love that. Uh, this happens to me a lot at the grocery store. Like I'm just standing in line, minding my own business. And all of a sudden someone just starts telling me their life story. <laughs> Are you one of those people too? It's probably why you're drawn to me so much, but yeah, I am a magnet for people's life stories or stories that start in the middle. People seem to love those stories too. Like just you know, oh, the bear ate the kangaroo. And then I said, hello, hippopotamus. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> all righty. But, you know, it's it's good. It's a good feeling to help someone out by listening. So I do encourage you to do that. I hope these tips helped you or to just kind of like refocus your energy a little bit instead of like focusing on everything that kind of stinks about your job right now or things going on in the classroom or things out of your control, you know, focus on these things, you know, your weird passions and small victories and, you know, your blessings over problems and, you know, who are you going to help today and who can you connect with? Like what adult can you really connect with and how are you going to do that? I think that focusing on these things you're going to start having a more positive outlook on, you know, your job as a whole and maybe stop dwelling so much on all of those little things you just will never be able to change that are just facts about being an educator. All right, frenzies, thanks for being here. I hope that you have a fantastic week and we'll talk soon. We'll grab coffee or something. <laughs> all right, bye. You've just finished listening to Healthy Teacher Happy Je Happy Jessica. What? <laughs> oh no, I don't know how to stop. <laughs>